You are now listening to LFL Talk with Adri and Marcus. Hello and welcome to the week 11 episode of LFL Talk. I'm your host, Adri Mallows. Joining me this week, as always, is... Marcus Henson, how are you, sir? Amazing. <laughs> as amazing as your entrance music. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> how oh, have you been good. since our we last show, good. sir? Yeah, busy, 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 and feeling good. Excellente. Later in the show, we are going to be joined by two of this year's young and rising stars, and they are Lily Granston of the Seattle Mist and Kim Chase of the Los Angeles Temptation. This is Tony from Delicious in Hemel. If you like a bit of banter with your sandwiches, then come on down to us. We do baguettes, ciabattas, paninis. We can even discuss the LFL with you. So why don't you come and give us a try? And if you want some more details of our menu, see the links on the Legends Lounge page. We come on now to our game review of the Los Angeles Temptation versus Seattle Mist from Friday night in Seattle, the Showwear Centre in Kent, where we are going to be on the 23rd of August. Ah, oh, yeah. <laughs> but moving swiftly away from that. Hint, hint, hint. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge, and all that good stuff. What did you think of the game, Marcus? Where should we start? To be fair, for me, this game really rode down on the, on the first couple of drives where... Seattle came out looking absolutely fired and LA just looked a little bit off. I'm not sure what it was, but they just hadn't got the car started. No, and I thought, again, for sort of the third game in a row, KK Matheny looking a lot more assured in that position, very comfortable with the playbook now, a lot more the old KK Matheny we used to see where they're rolling out the pocket, extending plays, throwing it down the field, and there was a couple of times um, where she nearly had some, some big plays from it as well. Yeah, I mean, that was that was it for me. I mean, KK staying cool under pressure, that first drive, she set it up perfectly because what she did is she stayed in the pocket, she knew she was going to take the big hit, and she completed the passes. And for me, the touchdown pass as well was just amazing because... I honestly thought like half a heartbeat later and she's just going to get flattened. Mm. But she stuck it in, complete the throw, Brim Render, boom, six points on the board. Yeah, and that's another one as well. Brim Render, I thought, had a great game. I almost wonder if she was listening to our mid-season podcast, <laughs> heard herself being called out, and then, boom, there you go. Next game later, we have been answered. <laughs> um I don't know about that. I'm pretty sure Coach Michelson could put a fire under anyone to to perform as well. But yeah, absolutely. The entire game, she really stood out for me because with no uh, Donna Shepard Carter, again, they were putting Stevie Schnorr in the offensive line. So they had to use her, not only as the wide receiver that she's great as, but also she had a few flashes as running back. Yeah, she did. And throughout the game, three receptions, 54 yards, two touchdowns, got named player of the game as well and looking very much again like her old self. To bring that entire partnership over, I think it's really worked well for, for Seattle because it just gives KK that person that she's assured with. And as well as that, she does have that great tandem in Jessica Hopkins who again over the last couple of games we're starting to see those old faithful hands coming back and she's making a lot more clutch catches a lot more clutch catches a lot more stouter on defence I'm really liking that and the defence really drove this game for me Um, Michelle Angel didn't get herself set if you ask me the entire game that sort of summed up a lot of the sort of the balancing act was the defence for Seattle I mean we looked in LA's second drive back to back sacks so impressive the fact that the coverage downfield just didn't allow 
Michelle Angel to really get her feet set. And would you say that the turning point in this game probably was the fumble right before halftime when LA were looking to drive the field to tie the score at um, what would have been 12 all, I guess. But Seattle forced a fumble and, and get great field position and, and take it in. Absolutely. Carmen Borso, another one we actually we mentioned last week, um, she had an amazing game because she was back to doing what she did well, gaining sort of seven, eight yards of carry. You sort of, you matched her up with Sherry uh, Awaga and that they had like a really good running game tandem. So I don't know why they tried to force a pass right at the end of the half because that, like you said, it just, it just deflated it. They would have gone into the half 13, 12 up and then you suddenly flip it round and you're sort of 18, 13 down. So um, I think really when they had such a good run game going, which hadn't in the last couple of games against the Mist, they should have used that to get Michelle Angel feeling a bit more comfortable. It just felt like too many times they went looking for the big deep bomb, the the massive big play, and it just wasn't there. There was a lot of stuff underneath that, you know, Michelle just wasn't checking down to, maybe a little bit skittish trying to run with the ball, like as her first option, getting caught out a lot because that Danica Brace, she can sniff out quarterback who who's a little unsure and she was just all over the field just demolishing uh, Michelle Angel if she tried to run with the ball and I don't know if you noticed but Brace was actually playing behind the line of three as well so they made that adjustment whether it be through injuries or not but she wasn't on the front line on defence she was sat behind him almost in a safety role and because there was no yeah. Lily Granson obviously we'll talk to her about that later so she was playing more of a deeper role and then just Jessica Hopkins behind her and then your two corners and the line so maybe that gave her a bit more freedom to to see what was going on in front of her rather than just kind of bulldozing through the line and <laughs> and tackling anything that moved behind the line of scrimmage she, she has got the the skill to do that we saw that later on when you you suddenly see the um the interception in in the second half and it's just a case of in my in my opinion you know she has the ability to play down line she has the ability to drop back and and for me that sort of summed it up um on the second half itself for me the entire game rode down to that second half stupid mistakes stupid penalties kill drives not just la but also the mist had a few times when they could have put this game away and you got to think when they got the the touchdown in the second half that puts the game 24 13 one more score and you kill this game off but again stupid mistakes Penalties, the the snap going over KK's head on both sides of the ball. That is pretty much the second half was a little bit sloppy by both teams. I think they'd admit um, Seattle didn't close the game like they wanted to. LA missed a lot of opportunities to get back into the game, but eventually that's the the effort put in the first half and the mistakes in the first half just seeped through and just sort of set the tone. What you're saying about Seattle, they're in the red zone. They only converted on three out of their seven chances, which in the LFL, if you want to win a championship, you've got to do a lot better than that because 21-24 points isn't going to win you a championship game. Absolutely not. But again, like I said, um, DSK is not in, so Stevie Snore isn't in as the the, the, the main back. Um, I think uh, number 14 for Seattle, Mile Gilmore, she did an amazing job coming in. She's got some great vision, great patience when she holds onto the ball, but it's not the same as Stevie Snore. Um, we saw her late into the fourth quarter. She had like two carries both times she run uh, for sort of 10, 11 yards. So it showed you how much difference she is when she's she's having to block on the offensive line compared to just bumbling and just stumbling and rocking it through the um, 
through as a running back and just boom into the end zone. Yeah, so what we're saying pretty much is that they need to find someone else that can play on that line if uh, DSK is not going to be back so that you can get Schnorr back there for the games that count. Yeah, absolutely. Either that or you've just got to get uh, like a rotation going in so that way I liked Millie Gilmore with her her speed and presence is a bit of a change up use that have a tandem back pair but you've definitely got to get Stevie that ball at least double digits in a game you've got to give her the rock at least 10 or more times I have to agree with that buddy so the final score in the game was Seattle 24 Los Angeles 13 and and like we've said you know the game was a little bit disappointing compared to the first two matchups between the sides so if we do get to see them in the championship game then we know the the matchup's gonna there's gonna be a lot more quality there there'll be people back from injury it's gonna be a no excuses winner takes all game if they both make it there LA had the talent they had the drives the opportunities too so we'll see whether or not I think it's uh, Las Vegas is their next game so whether Las Vegas can up their ante to compete with that you know it's all there um, Seattle it's all there and it's just a case of they just need to execute and I think we will leave that there and when we come back we will be joined by our guests how does an athlete reach the pinnacle of the LFL performance training focus yet ever active in their community film study practice in superb condition leading a healthy lifestyle I'm an LFL athlete are you we are now joined on the show by our first guest, defensive end for the Los Angeles Temptation, Kim Chase. Welcome to the show, Kim. Thanks for having me. It's our pleasure. Now, before we start, please can I ask you to advise our listeners what you were doing prior to joining the league and who or what inspired you to start playing? Yeah, of course. Before the league, I was in college um, trying to pursue a track career, running unsure to trying to get picked up by a few people. Um, and once I graduated, I heard about the league and it just seemed like perfect opportunity, the end of one sport and the start of another. And so I just went to the open tryout, kind of unsure what to expect. And then it's just been a crazy journey ever since. And had you played any football beforehand, any flag football at all? Or? Yeah, so I actually played um, a few years of like rec leagues um, all through college. So about like four seasons of flag football. So I knew the lay of the game. But um, my position was completely new to me because you don't really have a defensive line in um, flag football. So it's been fun. So what was your position in flag football? Um, In flag football, I actually played center. So kind of similar, but there's no blocking in flag football because um, your line is just like different because you're not tackling. So Okay, so was that then your choice to move on to the defensive line when you started playing for the Temptation or was that something that Coach Tui decided for you? Yeah, so they actually, because I'm pretty fast from all my track days, so they started me at corner and I kept telling them, I was like, no, I want to hit girls. I want to be on the line. <laughs> and I was begging them for the longest time and then once we started getting in full pads and they saw I could hit, they were like, okay, okay, <laughs> you, can, you can play line, we see you. <laughs> and thinking of the coaches actually, what do you think of Coach Tui and Coach business style it's been interesting i know i've had the blessing of seeing a bunch of different coaching styles over my like athletic career it's really fun to coach or to be coached by um coaches who have won the championship so many times because they know how to get there and they know what needs to happen so it's been a really cool journey 
we come on now to the game from Friday, and it seemed like yourselves and, and the rest of the team weren't really kind of in sync. Do you have any reasons as to why that may have been? Yeah, we have. Um, just with so many injuries on our team right now, we've had a lot of new players, a lot of first-time players with really any exposure in that specific game. And to go up against such a tough team as Seattle, it's a really hard place to be. So I feel like we held our own in the first half. In the second half, it was just a lot of new faces on the field. Uh, we weren't able to pull it together. But I mean, as soon as we're a full squad, I think that that chemistry will be right back, ready for playoffs, ready to put another threat to that championship. And I'm just going to bring in Marcus now, because I'm sure you have a, a question or two for Kim. We noticed there was a lot of pressure because you did put KK down a, a lot of times. And so there is definitely talent there. It was just that step away. So who is it on your team that you're starting to see sort of gel together? Who are the sort of faces we should be looking out for then? Yeah, j- definitely just the return of um, Ashley as our quarterback because that just trickles down so then Minnie can return to full effort at back at safety and we'll just be like well-oiled machine just like we were when we first broke out of the season, you know, blowing away Vegas and with that tough game against Seattle. Um, I think just having that chemistry back to that leadership in the huddle and everything is just really going to flow super smoothly. And um, it's just really going to allow us to work like a well-oiled machine. One thing I've, I've noticed that you guys that you didn't lack was fire on the field. Um, very passionate, yourself included, I must admit, you're a very fiery player. Do you feel that sometimes when it's up against someone like Seattle, there's just a little bit more on the line that there's just that extra comes sort of extra talent, extra effort comes out? Yeah, I feel like sometimes it can be positive or negative. Um, when you play those games, it can be really emotional and it just depends how you harness them. You know, if you harness them to the benefit of your team or if you let it get the best of you. And just uh, sometimes you come out with the L and hopefully we'll be able to pull that emotion together next time and really channel it into the proper energy. And there seems to have been some stories actually after the loss about a little bit of a blow up in the locker room potentially between uh, Mo and, and Coach Tui. So I don't know if you could shed any light on that or if maybe more's being made out of it than should be. Yeah, I mean, just whenever you have such strong personalities, like you were saying, with such an emotional game, um, we all want it so bad, you know, and we're all seeing the field from different angles and different positions. So there's always going to be that tension. But um, what shows a strong team is just our ability to come back from that and to still stay well oiled and to like not let those things trickle into other games and to just be fresh faced when we go up to Vegas in a few weeks. So yeah, so moving forward then for the, the rest of the season, that's the game plan. Is it just to kind of refocus back on training and kind of get your heads down and then look to beat Vegas and guarantee a spot in the playoffs? Yeah, definitely. That's like our first move and just taking it step by step instead of getting too caught up in um, what's too far ahead and just know that once we beat Vegas, I'll secure a spot and then to refocus on Seattle after that. And as this has been your first season, just want to come back. So what have been your emotions like and what's the uh, journey been like for you as starting off at the open tryouts to to where you are now on the brink of, of potentially making the playoffs? Um, it was really intimidating at first coming into tryouts because we just have such a strong veteran squad and so many girls on that team having won so many championships before. There's a lot of pressure, like a lot of fight for playtime. Um, but it's been fun now that I'm finally secure in my position. I feel like I have a really good game knowledge um, to feel like I'm actually a part of that journey this time around. You know, like I'm really an influential player to be able to help bring all of us, our whole family to the cup. So hopefully our journey continues. And I would imagine it must help, like you say, playing with some of the best players in the league or training alongside them. It must make you better, right? Yeah, it's honestly my favorite that I know in practice I can always go up against the toughest competitors because they always give 100% and they know that force that the rest of the league brings and they bring it every day at practice. And finally, can I ask you to give our listeners three reasons why they should continue to or start to watch the LFL? Three reasons? Oh, shoot. We hit really hard. (laughs) And the games are all pretty emotional and crazy, so that'll be reason number two. Um, They're really intense. And um, 
the highlight plays are pretty awesome. We have some pretty crazy catches. It's just honestly, if all three reasons could be summed up, it would just be we play good football. We play real football. It's intense. It's emotional. And um, I mean, watch it and find out. Thank you very much for your time today, Kim. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you. Of course, thanks so much. The world's fastest growing sport arrives to YouTube. Legends Football League. Break their confidence. Keep breaking their confidence. They've got nothing. They want to brawl. They don't want to play football. Intensity. Beauty. Subscribe to this channel and gain access into locker rooms. Inside the huddle. Every other front, they run to the outside. They're getting it. Get to know your favorite players. The one thing I want to do is just make everyone happy. Give 100%. And full-length games in high definition. Subscribe and never miss out on LFL Action. This is Lauren Ziegler with the Atlanta Steam, and you're listening to the LFL Talk with Adrian Marcus. I just want to be given the chance. You were the pioneers that built women's football. The opportunity to succeed. Or even to fail. You are the league of their own. You ain't got no chance to redeem yourself. This is it. The LFL. On Fuse, Saturdays, starting April 18th. We have a real treat for you now. Someone who hits just as hard as Cam Chancellor from the safety position. (laughs) We have Lily Granston of the Seattle Mist. Welcome to the show, Lily. So much. (laughs) You're most welcome. Please, can I ask you to advise our listeners what you were doing prior to joining the league and who or what inspired you to start playing okay so prior uh i have a background in soccer so um i played college i actually had injured my back um and rehabbed it back up and so at the time i was just working out and i heard about it and uh i was like this is interesting you know um i might as well go try it out and i mean these girls know what they're doing like (laughs) and i immediately i was just like i fell in love and was that the first time you'd played football or had you played it at all before in college no i'd never played it yeah i knew nothing like i mean absolutely nothing about it before uh coming and like i mean i watched football but i was just one of those basic fans really so um it took me a minute to grasp onto like football in general and i think i still am i still am learning a lot every game um i still have so much to work on uh but it's just like progressively, um, it's just the experience really and studying, a lot of studying. And with this being your second year in the league now, how would you say you've grown as a player from your rookie season? Oh man, so much, so much. Uh, just as in my position wise, I mean, from tackling to pursuit to um, just having the game slow down, like know where my eyes should be in the backfield. Um, and yeah i mean last year i did a lot of arm tackling i'd say and this year i've gotten better at it (laughs) well from the outside looking in you seem to have a natural instinct to seek out and destroy the ball carrier and where would you say that comes from i was a goalkeeper in soccer and i absolutely loved when i got contact with the girls um and so I think that's partly what it comes from. And, oh, man, I just, I love it. <laughs> I love it so much. I love hitting. <laughs> I think we can I don't tell. know what it is. <laughs> it's something about my mentality. I just get in the, the zone where, um, yeah, just, just hitting. <laughs> 
and, and how much mouth do you get? Because some of the hits you've laid this season, I mean, and, and last season as well, you hit really hard, hence the, the Cam Chancellor reference. But uh, Yeah, oh, I've gotten quite a bit of mouth, I would say more so this year. And I mean, I'll give it back too. Uh, <laughs> I definitely will. I'll, I'll have a mouth on the field as well. But, you know, it's all fun and games. This year in Seattle, you've had three veterans added to the team. How would you say yes. they've affected the team dynamic and the, the locker room in general? It's always weird having like that many girls come on, especially they're they're veterans. And so I was kind of nervous about it, but I mean they've been great, <laughs> really great. I really love having them on the team and in the locker rooms and um, just their attitudes in general. It's awesome, especially KK. She is an amazing quarterback and amazing leader. We come on now to the game from Friday night, and uh, myself and Marcus noticed that you didn't play, so wondering whether that was a tactical decision or if you've picked up an injury i I am injured right now i am injured um but i am uh doing everything i can to get back so i can uh and be there and in play august 1st it sucks it's probably one of the hardest things i've ever had to do is watch my family go out um onto the field in the the battle you know basically um but uh, yeah so <laughs> I'm rehabbing myself back. I'll be back. And how long do you expect to be out for? Um, just a, a couple of weeks. Uh, so I should be next week here coming back slowly. So you, you're aiming to be ready then for the game against Vegas, essentially? Aiming for it, yeah. Well, we, we hope you are back because the, the defense certainly is different without you back there. And we're not just saying that. It's definitely noticeable. Oh, thank you. Yeah. They still did an amazing job this last game. I mean, they really pulled through. And, and thinking of that, what was your take on the game? Because it's the first time I'm assuming you've been able to watch it from the sidelines. Like It's definitely interesting. Um, my take was, uh, I think, L.A. battled in the first half. And I, and I think there was, um, defensively, we were kind of lacking offensively i think overall like they had a really good game of course there's always some little you know details to work out but uh defensively they like they really really stepped it up the second half everyone was you know doing what they were supposed to do essentially and when everyone is doing what they're supposed to do on the field defensively like no one can beat us no one can beat us and i'm gonna bring in marcus now because i'm sure he has a couple of questions for you, Lily. One thing we've actually noticed, I mean, now, especially now we found out you you picked up an injury yourself, we're noticing more injuries this year. Have you been coached up at all? Any of the girls been coached up about trying to stay healthier with this longer season? Yeah, definitely. And, you know, it, it was just an unfortunate thing that happened with me. I was um, during the game, you know, but uh, definitely resting a lot more. Um, my workouts look a lot, they've looked out a lot different um, this season. Uh than the previous one just because we have like so much less of a gap of playing um but yeah it's a lot of recovery i mean doing the whole icing you know the stretching the rolling out muscles like it's it's absolutely essential we definitely hope you're you're ready for the next game and and thinking about the next game and beyond um a few weeks back of course uh, there's a big mention that the the big game, the Legends Cup, is coming to your city, Seattle. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, so excited. <laughs> that's what we wanted to do. We want to actually have a bit of a take from an actual misplayer. What's it going to be like if you could get to the Legends Cup, maybe even win it in your home city? So describe some of the emotions you heard when you knew it was coming to your, I mean, your hometown. It makes me want to cry thinking about it, really. <laughs> like, if we were to win the championship in our home, like our home field, I mean... Uh, absolute joy <laughs> you know um i mean it's just exciting that it's coming here in the first place uh, the crowd's gonna be awesome you know um and i really like give props to our crowd because we have a good one i we think we have the best in the league um by far so uh man 
Oh, <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait. Well, yeah, we can't wait either because we're actually going to be out there for the Legends Cup ourselves. So we're making the trip across the pond to uh, come and see the Legends Cup final. Oh, so oh, cool. So I'm sure it'll be a great fan experience just being in Seattle. We know what the, the Seattle Seahawks crowd is like, and it seems like the Mist crowd is, is exactly the same way. Absolutely. Exactly the same way. Yeah. It's a good time. Good atmosphere. And to finish off, please could I ask if you can give any young female athletes who want to get into the sport some advice on, on how they may do that? There's a lot of reasons why. So are you asking why or how? Uh, a little bit of both, actually, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Why they should get into it and then how they can I mean, as well. Like, uh, football has like done wonders for me for a life. Like, uh, it's given me so much discipline. Um, it's given me goals, you know, to look forward to, to reach for. It's given me a family. My team is my family. I, I have these girls back to 100% and they have my back 100%. That, and I know that to like to my heart. Um, how? Well, it depends like uh, where you're living at. If you're living out in a surrounding area with a team, uh, you can there. We usually promote our, our tryouts pretty well. And that's at the before the season. So uh, we'll have tryouts probably like a couple months before we actually get really practicing. And then uh, also, I mean, if you're out of state and you want to come join a team, like you can always like message like one of us, you know, if you're interested in come to Seattle and playing. And then, I mean, just find us on Facebook and message us uh, and then we can fill you in details because we're always looking for great female athletes to come out and play. That's brilliant. Well, thank you very much for your time today, Lily. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. Thank you so much for having me. Spunhead Productions are a small independent sound recording company based in rural Hertfordshire. We specialise in creating content for all your podcasting needs, whether it be field recordings, fox pops, or capturing the atmosphere during social events. Editing is a very time-consuming job, so Spanhead Productions are on hand to take away some of the burden for you. Just advise us on how you'd like your content to sound, and we will do the rest. We can even help you design and manage a website for your podcast too. Visit us now, spanheadproductions.com. Weebly.com. That's spamheadproductions.weebly.com. Well, that wraps it up for another week. I would firstly like to thank my co host, Marcus Henson. Also, our guests, Lily Granston and Kim Chase. Our producer, Mark Taylor from Spamhead Productions. If you want to get in touch with us, remember... Hey guys, if you want to get a hold of Audrey or Marcus, send them an email at ballhawksnest at gmail.com. Don't forget, our shows are available from the LFL 360 website, so that's www.lfl360.com. Our shows are also downloadable from iTunes, we're on Stitcher Radio, we're on TuneIn Radio, and our more recent shows are rebroadcast on the Awake Radio Network. So, until next time, football fans, stay safe... Take care, and thanks for stopping by. Bye.